Welcome to Mind of a Football Coach. Today we're going to be talking about why do we coach. I've never done a podcast on on that subject, and I think it is something that needs to be done. So why do you coach? That is a question that I think we have to answer as coaches, as leaders, uh, because at the high school level, it's definitely not for fame or for money or for you know, personal gratification, right? Because we we have to serve others, and service is really the key uh, to being a good coach, uh, especially at the high school level. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, professional coaches, college coaches do the same thing. I'm not trying to say that, that they don't. Uh, or middle school or Pop Warner, uh, we all have the same or youth league coaches, right? We all have the same mindset. We're trying to serve our players if we are if we are in it for the right reasons. And I was I was lucky as a as a kid. I was I was fortunate enough to grow up in a coach's house. Uh, my grandfather was a was a coach. My dad was a coach, and it still is a coach. And they taught me. The value of coaching, of investing in young men, and that is something that has stayed with me for a long, long time. And obviously, I, I am a coach. I love coaching. It's a big part of my life. Uh, being a teacher, obviously, is a huge part of it as well. But being a coach is a big, big part of of what I do, of my everyday, my everyday life. And want to go into why do I do I do that? What what drives me to be a coach? And Because it's definitely not uh, the money. It's definitely not the fame. It's definitely not the glory. But it is to help young men uh, become the better version of themselves, uh, to reach things that they didn't know uh, they could reach, to do things they didn't know that they could do uh, without a without a coach, and as a player, you think you have all the answers, uh, especially uh, you know coming out of out of college. I thought that I was just going to go be a coordinator in high school, become a head coach in just a couple of years, and then boom, here we go. Because <clears throat> when you get done as a player, you think you have all these answers. You if, especially if you played in college or the pros that. You have it all, and you understand football, and you're way above all these high school guys. Little do, little did I know all that goes into coaching at the high school level, and that this isn't college football. And I had to go back to like who I was as a player in high school, and what I could understand, and what I could grasp. And that's how you have to coach. And then all the things that come with being a high school coach, all the administrative things that come across your desk especially as a as a head coach uh, the the off season right the classroom all those types of things and dealing with with players that are not on on scholarship is a totally different mindset and I think that's where that's where people go wrong trying to equate college to high school uh, especially in smaller schools I, <laughs> I actually sent a tweet out about that a couple of days ago. Uh, you know that if you're a pro or college coach, you can sign or 
a guy to a scholarship or sign him to a contract. But in high school, we're just trying to get the best guys we got uh, to play football, and we can't we can't give them anything except a great experience and life lessons. That is that's what we can give to our players. Uh, we can give them great relationships. Uh, we can give them a great experience. Uh, if they want to get into college, right, that would be uh, something we can help them with. I've talked about in previous podcasts how we do that here at Nitro. It's a, it's a Google Doc, and it has a link to their huddle highlight and, and those types of things. Uh, but, you know, the, the why do we coach really comes into play when you talk about trying to get kids to play play football, because if it's for selfish reasons, uh, I mean, people burn out in this profession. Uh, I, I look at you know the county the the county emails us like open jobs every year, um, like coaching jobs, and it inevitably um, during different times of the year, it's like an email every couple minutes because. It's hard to find find coaches, especially when you know West Virginia coaches pay is not very good. Um, so you're trying to find people who are just motivated to do it because they love to do it, and that can be really hard. Uh, but so this this whole podcast is going to be about what's your why? Why do you do this? And for me, uh, it comes back to. Really, I think it's a calling on my life uh, that I, I try to try to help young men be better young men, uh, put them in, in front of people other than just myself and our coaching staff that helps them grow. Uh, you know, FCA is definitely involved in our football program, and it's not a mandatory thing, obviously. And then there's a local church that comes and partners with us, and I think that. Jesus has some really good things to say about coaching in the Bible. Obviously, uh, Jesus is more than just somebody you quote, right? Um, you know, to me, he is uh, he is my, my Lord. He's my Savior. Uh, but I think that for, for this podcast, we're going to talk about how what he says uh, in, in the Bible really relates to why do I coach. And if, you're, if you want to find where I'm, where I'm reading from, it's in Luke 15. This is actually an FCA Bible that was given to me by Tim Britton. Shout out, Tim Britton. You the man. Uh, so, and I, I, I think this is this is the central theme of why do I coach? Why do I do what, what I do? Why do a lot of coaches do uh, do what they do? And uh, this is, I'm just going to quickly read. I'm not a, I don't like to read on the podcast. Y'all, if you have listened to the podcast, you know that. I don't like read verbatim very much. <clears throat> but I'm just going to read a couple couple uh, verses here from Luke 15, starting in verse 4, going through verse 7. So it says, What man among you who has a hundred sheep and loses one of them does not leave the ninety-nine in the open field and go after the lost one until he finds it? When he has found it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders, and coming home he calls his friends and neighbors together, saying to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who don't need repentance. Um, I know for me as a coach that I, I, I coach for like that lost sheep, uh, so to speak. That's, what, that's the term Jesus is use, uses in 
in the scripture uh, that I'm trying to reach the kids that are hard to reach. I, that's just a, that's a calling on my life. That's something that I know I've been called to do. I was trying to reach people who don't even know they need to be reached or need to be helped. Because uh, it's easy to coach the guy that's driven. It really is. When, when somebody's driven and they love to do the right things, they love to play football, they love to work hard, that's easy. That Those are the guys that, yeah, I mean, they, they're just they're, – they're doing it because they want to do it. They do it because they love it. Um, I know yesterday, for example, I was going through uh, our principal, Jason Redman, who was on the podcast on February 27th, has made a spreadsheet so I can track – my players' grades, and yesterday I was writing down a list of who's struggling, uh, who's below a 2-0 right now, who's close, and I spent yesterday reaching out to those guys, talking to them. I've talked to another student athlete this morning, just trying to help them understand the value of education, and I'm here for you. If you need help, you need a place to go do your work, you need somebody to print something off, I'm here, I'm, I'm your guy. Uh, and I want them to know I'm here for them, right? That even though their grades are bad, or even some of these guys I've talked to didn't even play football last year, but they've played in the past or they talked about playing, um, that I'm still there for them. Even guys that didn't play for us, right? So you're trying to help all of the young men in the school that you can. I even talk to students in my class who will never play football but trying to help them become better students, better people, uh, to help them succeed in life. And uh, one of the <clears throat> the last story in, in Luke 15 talks about the parable of the lost son. I'm not going to read all of that. There's so much, oh, there's so much good in that. Uh, Luke 15, the parable of the lost son, that goes from verse 11 through the end of the chapter. But um, what it says at the end, right, it talks about, you know, this this son who goes off and he wanders off and he makes these bad decisions, kind of like football players, right, that make bad decisions or, you know, grades or social or things of that nature. And I think sometimes players don't come back and play because they're ashamed of what has happened at school or uh, like, in a, like a personal issue that gets brought to light, um, you know, in, our, in, in school or something that they talk to us about and I don't know if I want to play or maybe they made a bad decision last year and you know this happens at different schools players quit like in the middle of the season and then sometimes they they're timid like hey can I ask coach to play again Uh, and my policy is always hey man every day is a new day every year is a new year and where do I get that from Um, and it says this at the end um into the chapter so this this young man is has gone he's made some bad decisions and he's coming back and it says so he got up and went to his father but while the son was still a long way off his father saw him and filled and was filled with compassion he ran through his arms around him and kissed him the son said to him father i have sinned against heaven and in your sight i am no longer worthy to be called your son but the father told his Workers, quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then bring the fattened calf and slaughter it and let's celebrate with a feast because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Uh, 
man, that's how I see my players, man. That's wow, kind of emotional, right? Uh, that's how I see them. That's they're they're like my kids. I have two kids, but they are they are mine, and I think all good coaches see their players as theirs. And when they return, when they make wise decisions, man, we're I'm here to love up on them, tell them that's awesome, that's great. Uh, I love you, man. Uh, we're we're here to celebrate uh, the good decision you have just made. You're, we're here to celebrate um, all the positive things. And yes, have there been issues in the past? Absolutely, but uh, we can work through those. And it's always a fresh start uh, with me as a coach. And I try to have that same mindset as a teacher, and try not to hold things over students' heads, uh, even. You know, like say they make a bad decision, and you're like, man, I really am not. I'm really upset at that student. They made a really poor decision, but to try to have a a new perspective every day about a about a student, try to find something positive about them. I was just in a meeting talking about some of our freshmen. We have we do this thing called Bar, um, and it's a program to help track freshmen and help us to get to know them to try to help them become great students in their, during their ninth grade year um, now great right and they may not have great grades but to try to help them stay in school and to embrace education and to have an experience where they know we care about them and we try you know when I go in there I'm trying to find a positive thing to say about a couple students because if you start off your day positive it's easier to stay positive as you as you go forward and yeah that that's the same thing with coaching right we all as a co- we all as coaches can come into our staff meeting or the first thing we say to a to a fellow coach of ours on the staff is to talk negative about something happening or woe is me this is going on and I've been guilty of that oh my gosh I've been guilty of that um, but I think the, the best practice is to find something positive to say as we're as we're going into a staff meeting or going into afternoon workouts trying to find positive points about your program about your players because if we get all tangled up in the melancholy and it's hard to coach it really is and it's time away from your family uh, it's time away from free time but if we get back in the into why do we do this why was it why is this important why do we have fun coaching uh, why is it meaningful to us? It's because we can help change young men's lives. And that is really what we're trying to do. And I think every good coach would say that, that they're trying to help uh, people become better young men. And then obviously to help the school that you're at, right? The better your program is, the better your school, the better your school is, the better your community is. So this starts as a very simple focus of trying to help young men become better young men. And then it has a broad range of uh, consequences, good consequences, uh, where it helps your school, helps your community, helps their helps their family uh, as they progress into uh, maybe in the college or maybe football helped them graduate, right? Help them get into a trade school or military or kept them off the streets and. football is a great tool to be used to help young men uh, become what they want to become because like like I tell our guys all the time your decisions 
will either open doors or close them. And my role as a coach is to help you open the good doors and close the bad ones so we can get you on a path to where you want to be because you have one life, one life to live and let's make sure you make the right decisions to go where you want to go with your life. So I hope this short podcast was helpful. Uh, I'm not sure I said anything revolutionary on this podcast, but I hope it for somebody out there that needs some, some help because they're struggling today because they had a rough week or a rough day uh, as far as coaching or <laughs> teaching, that maybe this would help uh, lighten your day and that you would get back to your true calling of why you became a coach.